What is going on, guys? This is Talking with Andrew and Chris. Andrew is being very smart and practicing self-quarantining right now. He's not hanging out with anyone who doesn't live in his household. He's washing his hands, and he's doing his best part to slow the spread. And so he's not able to be on this intro. But I'm still here, and don't worry, he is on the episode. We had a great conversation with our friend Adam of Nightwinds. You might remember him from our fifth episode of the show, almost a year ago now? Yeah, I think... I think a year ago, almost exactly. And so it was just nice to catch up with Adam and sort of compare what quarantining in New York is like versus Florida, uh, him being in the Orlando area, us being just about an hour outside of the city. And, And also to talk about some other hot button topics like... What do you watch on Netflix, a.k.a. Tiger King? You, know, you can you can look forward to that. Um, and a whole plethora of other things. We talk a little bit, of course, about music and what video games we're playing and just sort of how we're getting through these crazy times. So we hope you guys enjoy us offering a little levity, sort of bringing a little relaxation and comedy to the situation. And uh, we hope you guys are being safe out there. So without further ado, this is a little bit of a long one. You know, follow us on YouTube because we're on YouTube now and you can watch a lot stream of this video see our faces for the first time ever so uh, isn't isn't that fun and uh, without further ado uh, we're going to jump into this episode here with adam of nightwinds and uh, of course we're going to be playing uh, one of his songs at the beginning of the end at the end we're going to leave you with my personal favorite nightwind song the one but for now enjoy another great nightwinds tune called the king of second chances thanks guys I'm pretending to be someone that I'm not I wish that we could just unplug from the world I'm done waiting for some kind of sign To tell me, give it one more shot I can't tell what's real and what's not Living in a digital fantasy It's one step forward, two steps back When you're living in a virtual reality Is anyone there? We're coming in. Don't shoot. We we have children with us. We we promise. We 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 promise we come in peace. We just need supplies. It's been so long since the virus hit. I I just I don't I don't know what to do anymore. What's going on guys? Welcome back. <laughs> to a not-so-near-distant future. Today, we're doing our first quarantine pod. Will you be my quarantine quarantine with Adam Slager of Nightwinds? What's going on, Adam? Literally nothing. Exactly. (laughs) A big, fat goose egg. That's kind of the theme of the show, I think. (laughs) Yeah. I just... um, just got off the phone with another buddy who's also doing a podcast. It's podcast season. It, it is podcast season. There's been it such really a is. rise of podcasts since uh, this quarantine hit. I'm with it, though. We got to listen to something, you know? Dude, everyone yeah. has a Twitch stream. Everyone has a podcast now. Everyone's doing an Everyone's acoustic like, set on Facebook Live. 
everyone's doing an acoustic set. I've probably heard Damn It by Blink-182 more than I did back in freshman year of high school when I first got into them. We had the Nickelback yeah. Challenge on Instagram. I True, I still that. owe you I one of those, too. I got to get on that. I was going to nominate you, Andrew, even though you can't, like, you know, strum along with something because I have your bass here. You could still do some singing. Do some singing. I'll just, I'll just have Scott play the chords or something, and I'll just... I got three people in the house that play guitar. One of them can do it. Exactly. There you go. So I don't know. I kind of just ready. wanted to uh, just like you know do something first of all. This is a great time for me and Andrew to really co- like commit even further to this podcast because yeah. like you know I mean it's quarantine and all that. But are any of you guys like essential workers? Have you guys been out in public? Because I've been I've been shut in for like I think we're going I, on like almost twenty days now. I unfortunately am considered essential because we're auto repair, even though we're do it yourself. Because I work at AutoZone and. Uh, it doesn't stop anybody. There are a lot of what seem to be at-risk human beings just coming out to be like, do you guys have uh, wiper blades for my car? I'm like, uh, no, I also don't have the cure for COVID. You should probably go home. Right. I mean, dude, I think when the apocalypse hits, though, what if it rains? You're going to need wiper blades because the cars <laughs> yeah, will still function for a certain amount of time. So I kind of get it's it. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. I-, I think you might have been a little too harsh out the gates on those type of people. If you can't see, you can't All see. Right. That's Dude, essential. Wiper blades a wise a man once example. said, "If you can't see, you can't see." Wiper blades are a poor example, but they're but like we're getting calls from the mechanic shops being like, "Yeah, I'm trying to fix my four wheeler," and it's like, "Why do you need a four wheeler? Like, stay inside." I'll Got tell you car. this much: my neighbors are riding their four wheeler, and I've never seen them use that thing. Like, this is sort of the time where it's like that gift you got for Christmas that you never touched. Like, now you go outside and play with that helicopter, or you, like, learn how to fly that drone. You know, I feel like I've been seeing a lot of that type of shit, too. Yeah, I need to bust out the old sewing machine I got as a gift. (laughs) I haven't used it yet. I wanted to learn how to embroider and make merch, but... uh, Dude, now's the time, man. Now's the time. So what's it like down in Florida? I mean, New York, it's it's kind of a mess. The, the supermarkets are your generic, like, my mom goes to the store and she'll come home and she'll be like, look at these pictures. And it's just like an empty aisle. And I feel like, you know, once you've seen one, you've, you've seen them all, but it just fails to not be interesting. Like, it's just always like, wow, people are absolutely freaking out. And it is bad for sure. But like, I only have what I know, which is my small little sample size of like upstate New York State. So like, what right. what's it down there in the, you know? The Great South. It's been weird because we have a lot of um, we have a lot of people who would wear a "Make America Great Again" hat in public, um, and they seem to not be taking this as seriously. It just in general, like if if I go to the grocery store, I'm seeing a lot of old people. I'm I, I had to go to Home Depot. Um, and there were a lot of people there just, like, picking up paint and stuff like that. So it's kind of weird, like, <laughs> home improvement type stuff. Orlando has, like, a stay-at-home order, but I live in Oviedo, which is, like, not in Orlando. So it, the traffic's been amazingly empty. Like, if I need to drive somewhere, you know, I, like, 5 o'clock on the highway, there's zero traffic, which is great. Um, I'm... That is pretty sick. I'm noticing there have been a lot of people exercising and going to the parks and stuff like that. Like the, you know, go hit the beach or whatever, which is kind of like, what are you doing? Don't go to the beach. Like, but at the same time, you can go to the beach park and like walk onto the beach, sit there for an hour and then walk back to your car and not talk to anybody. So I get it, but now it's weird because a lot of the beaches are closing. So that means the beaches that are still open are getting like packed. So I feel like they need to either close all of them or like spread it out. Be like, we're going to leave all the beaches open, but you have to keep your distance. You, you know what? Let's let's like right. unpack that further. What what like I, I kind of want to get like a perspective. Like, how is it normally in beach season, like around this time of year? Like, are the beaches normally packed or do you think oh, it's yeah. just because like people have nothing to do? They're there right now. Chris, I mean, you remember when we were in Florida, the dog beaches were packed. Yeah, yeah, the dog, but that's different, dude. Everyone wants to see their pup run into the water. Like, that's like such a moment right there, you know? I think it's True. weird because Florida's very outdoorsy in general, but we drive everywhere. Like, if you live in New York City, you're walking to the bodega, you're walking to work, whatever. Here, like, I'll drive 20 minutes to go to like a certain coffee shop 
and pass like 30 other coffee shops on the way because I we just drive like hundreds of miles a day for fun I think so <laughs> people will neglect like all the trails and the nature preserves and stuff and just drive to the beach but now I'm noticing there's a lot of people at like the local parks and using like the running trails and the bike trails and stuff like that. So it's actually, it kind of is nice in a way just visually to be like, Oh, Hey, like people are out riding their bikes and like walking around with their kids and stuff. So it's kind of been cool. And I hope that maybe people like keep, you know, keep doing that. Cause it's nice to go to the park and have it be full of people and like everyone's, you know, talking and having a good time kicking the soccer ball around stuff like that totally touching it with their hands and coughing on it and then kicking <laughs> it back to you i i get it yeah i do it's you're good. not allowed to touch the soccer ball with your hands chris come on it's like the most sanitary game foul. there is don't they have like tossins or or like chuckins what yeah, do they call it we're just playing catch yeah, basically that's like for a second dude like a penalty isn't it called like a penalty chuck we're not or we're something? not doing those There's no, no it, it's it's called it's called <laughs> toss it as hard as you can Okay, well, no, I mean, so so basically where you are, because, like, let me tell you, where at least where I live and Andrew lives about, like, you know, 45 minutes the other direction, the other side of the tracks, but it, it kind of feels like society, life as we know it, has come to a freezing halt. C- can you say the same for down in, uh, like, outside of Orlando? I forgot where you said you were. Exactly, so yester- but- yesterday I was in downtown. So my girlfriend lives in, like, actual downtown in a high-rise, and we both have only hung out with each other, so... Humble brag. Like, well, I know, right? I have a girlfriend, guys. Check it out. Um, so we will hang out. And so I went downtown yesterday, and we got takeout. Uh, we didn't – we walked by maybe three people going a few blocks to get food and back. So, like, the downtown area is f- straight up dead. But we also only have, like, four high-rises in our whole downtown that actually have, like, apartments or condos. Our downtown's very, like, business and bars. There's not any real residences. So I feel like that's helping. They also made all the bars shut down, like, on St. Patrick's Day. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it's been interesting, like... The beach is packed. The bars are obviously empty because they're shut down. Our, our theme parks are all shut down. I'm sure, like, the hotels are, you know, empty. The convention center is definitely empty. Um, it's it's interesting because we're such an event-based economy down here. It seems like every day there's, like, something new that I didn't even know about that's getting canceled. Like, oh, the uh, in August there was supposed to be some video game convention that's canceled, and now the professional... Doctors and Nurses Association annual convention is canceled. Like, whatever it is, it's all just canceled. So we're just dealing with that. And I don't know. I mean, how are you guys doing, like, mentally? Are you holding up all right? Uh, I honestly, being a uh, a gamer, hasn't really changed my life all that much. Uh, If anything, it just has forced a lot more people to be home to play games with me. So if anything, it's increased my social life. Like Animal Crossing came out and I got that and like 90 girls I didn't know played video games or playing that. So like I've been to all their islands and that's a good time. And then like when I get off that, I just log on to my PC. (laughs) Are you using it as like a, like what kind of tool are you using that as? Yeah, I'm I'm on the Animal Crossing tour. I'm going to all these islands. It's crazy. Um, dude, some girl just mailed me, my, my friend Tiles just mailed me a drum set that I just put in my house, which is pretty lit. It's a great game. Great game. Can't, can't recommend it enough. Drum- oh, in the game. I thought you were saying yeah, like you were going to take up drumming. No, like, no, no. Yeah, this I mean, girl mailed I... me a drum set. It cost her $500 <laughs> in shipping. Dude. No, no. We don't have fans like that drums. yet. Yeah, true. That's funny. But so, no, I think it's at- just increased my social life. So what about you, Chris? How are you doing mentally? Mentally, um, the same, but honestly, very different because here's, here's the thing, you know, it's like one of those things where I haven't been going out much this year and I know everyone's like, oh, of course he's going to be that guy who's like, oh, quarantine didn't affect me. We've seen that tweet before. It it really kind of didn't, but now it's just like, I don't have the choice if I wanted to like, you know, just take a drive, maybe go and just like go somewhere for a little bit just to like clear my head, get out of like my room, stop like, you know, just like doing whatever I'm doing, like working on things. Now I don't have that choice. So it's kind of like slowly tunnel vision is like creeping in. Right. Aside from Call mm-hmm. of Duty Warzone, though, 
that has been chasing those dubs has been keeping me going but you know other than that like yeah it it is a little frustrating because like especially with like hiking season now like we're getting into that like i would have loved to have been out there already on some of these nice days but i'm just like dude i'm not touching a rock that i know someone before me just touched yeah i'm not getting like coronavirus dude like we don't know there's not we don't know enough about this thing yet at Mm -hmm. least from what i've read and what i've seen to to not know how it spreads like i read something that people say like you shouldn't even have your windows open because it could be that airborne and that easily you know and that might be super extreme but what if that was true that's some like sci-fi shit yeah i mean words with friends has been popping i don't know if you guys play (laughs) words with friends but damn i've got like 12 12 games going on i re-downloaded it and then you get a notification when someone else like joins back up like oh alex is back on words with friends i'm like hell yeah dude we are (laughs) bored as heck let's let's word it up so been doing that Dude, that, that's pretty yeah, good, dude. I, you know, I, I I would love to get like one of those pool games going where you kind of like text back oh, the and I forth. message. Yeah, so if anyone wants to, uh, you know, those are always pretty fun. Dude, I'll, I'll play admit, Word Hunt. I'll admit I did buy Skyrim for the fourth time during this quarantine. Oh, dude, I busted out the Xbox 360. I've been playing FIFA 15 and uh, Tony Hawk Project 8, which Ooh. I'm loyal to Tony Hawk's American Wasteland. I personally think that's the best um, video game about like a sport or something like that ever. Because it's practically GTA. Sounds like, like you haven't played Disney's very story driven adventure then. I have not. But oh, uh, <laughs> that dude, one is Disney's legit. extreme skateboarding game is awesome and it's not just because Real Big Fish is in it. It's true. It's it's really just good regardless. That's, but real that's big just a bonus. Dude, that's the <laughs> that's only funny. thing about the Tony Hawk games that like I I think they just didn't get right is that there wasn't enough ska. Like we yeah, we had that Goldfinger song and then we had like the Suicide Machine song, but then like where did it go, dude? You know what I mean? I feel like, you. Like watch any it's like not, 90s not warm piece yet. about young punks in like Southern Cali. Like there's always a, a ska soundtrack. I just think American Wasteland is so good because you could not even like skateboarding and still love the game just based on the story. Like it's very, mm-hmm. if you have a 360 or a PS2, you should get it or a Xbox, Conf- whatever. Confession, I, I haven't, uh, I stopped at Tony Hawk 4, so. Oh, well, th- that's the thing. I think American Wasteland was like the next one. Also, I was never very good at following the stories in those games. I just always wanted to just, like, grind rails. So I really got to know those first two maps super well. And then, like, everything else in Tony Hawk games, I haven't seen. I was Let's a talk about kid. The fact I didn't play the Tony Hawk games. Oh, dude. How about the fact that every Tony Hawk game, whichever one you played the most, I think shaped your music taste? Yeah, As an the adult, first one for me. even like more so than you would think. Like, American Wasteland had Block Party, Green Day, Fallout Boy, like a lot of bands that are even like that thrice, like bands that I knew the one song and then later I'm like, oh, dude, actually this band rips. Like, Tony Hawk was ahead of the curve with this stuff. Yeah, so I mean, I think the reason I, I guess the reason I am so into ska is because like in that first Tony Hawk game, Superman's gold, uh, you know, uh, Superman by Goldfinger was in level one, and then level two was the Suicide Machines, New Girl, and I never got any further than that aside from the verses. The verses were the way you could see the other maps because I couldn't figure out how to beat the levels, but I was like, cool, like oh, I have someone coming over, we can see what else this game has, you know, and. Uh, <laughs> So, like, That's yeah, funny. I think, you know what, you're right. I think Tony Hawk was very fundamental for me and, like, my why I still love punk. Even though, like, I don't really listen to hardcore anymore. Like, I was in a hardcore band for, like, you know, almost, like, six, seven years. Don't listen to really anything heavy. That's, like, Metallica and Slipknot's the hardest that I go. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, dude, still still love my punk. And I think it's because I listened to that shit when I was, like, seven or eight, you know? Yeah, it's, like, ingrained in you. For sure. Now, Andrew, you know what's funny? I was just telling someone literally last night on a call um past guest tyler check out episode two i was like dude like andrew's bought like skyrim like probably like four times <laughs> and i guess that wasn't a lie it wasn't a lie well actually technically i bought it three times but the first time i played it it was technically my brother got it for christmas but it was my 360 so like i played it more than he did then i bought it on ps3 then i bought it on ps4 and then i just bought it on pc like a week ago so 
can I just say that I have Skyrim and I have my Xbox set up and I really don't feel compelled to try and play it. I can't get That's into okay. RPG, MMORGPs or whatever, any of that. Well, <laughs> RGPs, well, hold up, hold up. I love it. This one, this one's not an MMO, okay? I don't do the MMO one. I didn't play Elder Scrolls Online. I wasn't into that stuff like Chris was. I just did the, the pure Elder Scrolls. You just walk out into the world and you create your own story. That's what See, I like to do. No, because I, I can't, I don't know if it's like a attention span thing or what, but. It definitely is. I can't do a game where it takes like 75,000 hours to like get corn to cook on the fireplace. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just like to me, Rocket League is the perfect modern game. I can go on there. I can play for 10 minutes. They pair you up with people who also suck. And then you can quit and never you can quit playing for six months. You come back to it. You're right back where you left off. I mean, well, that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of with like a lot of online games. Like I kind of feel like that's kind of the way with Overwatch too. I was like, just about to say, you might in, like Overwatch then. Play Overwatch. Well, that's like, if you don't like shooting, then you're not going to like Overwatch because that's not the same as Rocket League. But during the summer, they have an event called the Summer Games where you play what's called Lucio Ball, which is essentially Rocket League, but with one of the characters in Overwatch. And it's pretty sick. That's funny. It's the same exact shit. They have this one character who's like a, his backstory. He's like a professional soccer player or whatever. And uh, that's he's, the only time I play that character that's not true. is when I play the professional soccer player character Lucio. That's not what his backstory is. Dude, I was trying to get into Fortnite <laughs> when it was popping because like my roommate at the time was pretty good and we would play squads and stuff like that. But dude, mm -hmm. these sweaty nerds make that game so lame because... dude. You cannot yeah. get, like, top 50 anymore unless you're building a freaking castle from the jump. Like, it's bad. Well, it was like that, and then they did over, or not Overwatch, well, Fortnite Chapter 2, whatever, even though it's still in early access, whatever that means. But I started playing with my roommate recently, and they added bots into every lobby, pretty much, mm -hmm. to fill it up. So, like, you can it ruined get... the game. I... I've won a couple times now with my buddies. Like, not I literally haven't built anything. I refuse to build. Building is the bane of my existence. I'm like, you guys build. I'm going to stand still and shoot from far away. And right. that's how we're going to do it. And sometimes so, it works and sometimes it doesn't. Why not just play Warzone then? Because it's literally the same shit. You cut out the stupid... See, here's my thing. I Not only did I stop playing with blocks after kindergarten, I never really <laughs> fucked with Legos. I thought Minecraft was the dumbest shit ever. And so when Fortnite had that building mechanic, there was literally no other game out at that point in time. So I played it for like a month and then I was like, yeah, this, this sucks. This is terrible. And I've tried since because like I like online games. I don't really play story driven games. I like watch someone stream that and never even finish those just because like who got the time for that, you know? But like, so why don't you just play Warzone, dude? Because it cuts out all the nonsense. The graphics actually look great and it's just like the way it's supposed to be. There's no bots, because that is the dumbest shit ever. It ruined the game, and it gets me so angry, dude. Like, I get in, like, three-hour debates on Xbox with kids about this, like, nightly. That's so we either funny. talk about coronavirus or, like, Battle Royales. I mean, <laughs> I just was Which, dude, I guess, I is the, the same bots. thing, in it a makes, sense, if you really me, think about it. It makes me feel so good at the game. Like, even though I know it's a bot, I'm just like, pop, pop, pop. That gets me warmed up. I'm ready to keep going, keep the streak going. Let's just keep going. Dude, okay. I can't. I can't play online games against gamers anymore because I wouldn't consider myself like a true gamer. It's mm -hmm. just rough, man. You really like, you got to pick a lane and go down it. And I did not pick online gamer like battlefield two uh, or battlefield three. I think it was where you could like parachute off that cliff and like play uh, capture the flag and stuff like that. Fine. Yeah. I'm fine at that back in the day, but ever since Basically, ever since I became a domestic man with chores and, <laughs> you know, a garden that's how, that's and things how like that, goes, I can't a do garden. it. I have See, a garden you, to, your, to your water. Your choice was either a gardener or a gamer. Yeah. I get it. I would have chose gardener, too, if given that choice. Which, it's almost like playing RuneScape. Dude, I mean, you could just play Animal Crossing, and then you're a gardener and a gamer. Bro, that is true. Also, Adam, if you ever want to play RuneScape, you got my number. Yeah, that's true. Always, I, yo, I did read that about it. What's funny about RuneScape is that when I tried it back in the day, like before the new RuneScape, when it was all the Polygon people, I couldn't, I could not figure out how to get off Tutorial Island. I was on Tutorial Island for probably four hours, and I was like, "This game sucks." 
And that's like me in every other game. I just never get past like the first few parts. But you complete all the single player games. I don't know. I guess I've always just liked online gaming because I'm like, I want to try and be the best. So what? Chris is a lot more competitive than I am for sure. Yeah. So what have you guys spent time doing the most in this quarantine besides gaming to pass the time? To pass the time. So not we're not talking like goal-oriented type activities. Right. Like, okay. no work. I, I, I was going to bring it up no matter what, but the fact that you guys have not finished Tiger King. I haven't even started it yet. I haven't even started it. I mean, I'm just going to go on a tangent here and say that you guys are idiots for not starting Tiger King. <laughs> okay, well, because okay, before, all right, all listen, right. listen, before you call me an idiot, bef- I didn't even, the first thing I ever saw of Tiger King was a meme of three dudes standing in pink tuxedos and just some random <laughs> caption, didn't say Tiger, didn't say King, didn't say anything. Right. I was like... I don't know what this picture is. It's a goofy picture, whatever. Then I started seeing more and more pictures. Then all of a sudden, I hear about Tiger King, know nothing about it. I'm like, all right, a new Netflix documentary, whatever. I'll get to it. And then all of a sudden, now it's everything I see is Carol, Carol, this Carol fed her husband, this, that, the other thing. And I'm like, I haven't even seen it yet. Stop talking about it. Let me Dude, watch it first. I'm gonna tell you straight up, Carol killed her husband. Memes are not even scratching the surface. Like this show has, I I could tell you every single thing that happens in the show from start to finish all seven episodes and it would still be the most wild ride of your life like the fact that carol uh, everyone thinks this carol lady killed her husband that's not even this thing is so wild that it doesn't even register to me as a surprising part of the show like this show is basically if you do if you took like did you watch making a murderer yeah, of course. No. See, okay. so that was the thing, though. I, I know I could have looked up the the end of Making a Murder, and I chose not to, and that's why it was so cool to me, because I was like, honestly, like, I'm pretty sure he's innocent, but, like, I don't know if they're going to think he's innocent and all this other shit. Right. And, like, I'm, that's what I... And I feel like that's what the cool part of true crime is, except for, like, I guess the Aaron Hernandez one was, like, everyone knew that. Cause right. Because super publicized and stuff. But I usually don't even know anything about the details when I I mean, you don't it, know anything awesome. about this. There I don't is, know anything about there is King nothing. except Joe Exotic. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's dude. all I heard. Joe and I've Exotic. Seen people take like their face and Photoshop it on him. Like I've seen that kind of meme yeah. thing going around. I'm I've like, seen what? girls okay. dressing up as tigers and Joe Exotic for TikToks, and I'm like, really? Dude, I'm telling you straight up, there are so many things on Netflix that I've watched. I legitimately think Tiger King is the best thing that's ever been on Netflix. That's not even, wow. like, trying to be a hot take Crazy. or anything. Just pure entertainment value. It is the best. It is so ridiculous that if I told you it was a mockumentary like Spinal Tap is, you would believe it. You would think that it was scripted and fake. That's how absurd the story is. And every single time they introduce a new character, just even, like, because it's got interviews, when they put the person on the screen... Even just their name and then what job they have, you're like, I would watch a whole documentary about this one guy, and he's just there to give, like, a little commentary. Like, there was one that was, like, of some dude, and it says, like, whatever, Jim Smith, retired reptile dealer. You're just like, how is (laughs) this guy not, and he's just there to be like, yeah, I met Joe back in the, like, do a documentary about him next. We could do, you could do a documentary about every single person in that documentary. What what if wow. like you know how Marvel had like their Netflix little like cinematic universe? Dude, we need it. There was just like, a, the, the, the Tiger a true King crime doc universe. universe. We literally need it. Like <laughs> Joe Exotic is just scratching the surface of the wild, crazy. You have to watch it. Adam, did you see the Legend of Cocaine Island? I did not. Okay, because I because I thought that that one was like a pretty wild one. That's one of those things where like I can't believe this is true, but like. Two of the people I watched it with were like, no, that was a terrible documentary. It was ridiculous. And I'm like, See, that's do how mean? Don't that's Fuck With Cats was. I like Don't Fuck With Cats, but a lot of people didn't. So what do you? what's the appeal for you guys about this genre? Because I'm not... Andrew knows this. I've always been pretty hesitant about, like, true crime or, like, real stories that were, like, documentary-style, like, presentation. Like, if it's, like, a true story, I want to see, like, a th- Brian Wilson movie, like, biopic type thing. I think... Let me ask you this, Chris. You remember, like, watching Lost and being like, holy shit, that is crazy what just happened. Yeah. 
I do. Imagine, imagine if at the end of every episode of Lost, it said 100% based on factual events. All right. Then you're like, oh my God, you're like, this actually happened? Like, you're watching it? Because you've seen, you know, stupid TV shows like CSI or movies where that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff happens. You're like, wow, what a crazy story. That was pretty cool. But then, like, you're watching this being like, this was real. This were real people's lives. This actually happened, like, in my country, on the planet I live on, while I was alive, like... I can't believe that this actually happened. Like when I was watching, I mean, this isn't, this is a little different. I was watching the people versus OJ, the American crime story show. And right. like, I obviously wasn't really aware or around when the OJ thing was happening. Cause I was either not born or a baby. And just watching that show, I was like, how, like this actually happened in our country. And it was insane. And you can't make that shit up. And it really happened. And it's just, it's so mind blowing to like witness that happen. And you're like, this is real. No one wrote this. This was real life. I can't believe that happened. To me, it's the appeal is almost just like it makes you uncomfortable. And I guess we're just used to like being either try, like everything about our life is to try to be comfortable. Like that's kind of our basic state is like get comfortable, find a way to be comfortable. So yeah, watching something that's just like, yeah. So watching something that's like crazy uncomfortable to watch to me it's just nice to have like a contrast between like you know that and like fast and furious like i like movies that don't have a happy ending sometimes i like movies where it's like super ambiguous and you don't really know what happened at the end so to me like true crime is just interesting to have like okay that made me super uncomfortable but i want to like learn almost more about it it's like morbid curiosity Right. To the point where you're like, oh, that's gross. So let me keep reading it. I mean, I don't like the gore type stuff as much. Like, it, I, like for Don't Fuck With Cats, all of it was like blurred out, all the gore. So it was like, you know, pretty... Technically, that movie would be like R-rated, I guess. But just the content alone could be like PG-13 because it's all blurred out. But you mm-hmm. leave that like feeling way more uncomfortable than if you were to watch like hereditary or midsummer or something like that really right. midsummer was pretty uncomfortable yeah i think don't fuck with cats was like near that I didn't, level i didn't see don't fuck with cats did you see midsummer nope ooh damn so, kid i mean out. midsummer i have if we're talking I, about true crime though i've seen a bunch of those netflix ones like bundy tapes and the stairs the stairs is freaking sick i need to see that i i thought the ted bundy movie with zach efron was pretty good i thought it was cool it was a little I, weird i didn't like it at the end when they started like taking liberties with the story too much like yeah it was like why did you have to like the story's already crazy and you made the whole movie and then in the last 10 minutes you just start editorializing things to make it not true, well, which is just was distracting. That not, wasn't well. My sister was telling me that like the whole movie was technically based on her book, and like that's what right. she says at the end of her book or something, where it's like you can't verify that, and it's just like her words or whatever. But like I agree I with guess. you that at the end, I was like, this part seems kind of like a movie. It has like though. pictures and stuff. I'm like, this isn't in anything else. Like I don't know. I mean, that movie was good. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I just did you don't watch like the when documentary though. I I did. I was like working while I watched it. So, you know, I didn't like soak it all in, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's weird that true crime and like all this making a murderer type stuff comes out and everyone's like, oh, I love like the shock value and the darkness and stuff like that. And then Tiger King comes out and it's like a freaking Parks and Rec episode, practically. (laughs) Like, (laughs) is it really? That's crazy. I mean, bro, this guy, if you like Ron Swanson or like any of those characters where they just have like ridiculous catchphrases and stuff like that, dude, you got to watch it. I mean, it could I'm, be, I'm trying to watch the first episode tonight with my roommate. So dude, you're going to fly through this show. It's only six episodes, right? I think it's seven. I have a group seven, chat okay. going with a bunch of my friends from high school and we renamed it tiger King fan club. And we've probably <laughs> sent, I mean, straight up when you're done watching this, go on Reddit and type in the subreddit tiger King and just sort by like the top posts of all time because the memes are legendary. Like this is the most memed thing because everyone's stuck inside. Everyone's watching it. Everyone is like, I'm so bored. I will actually make a meme from scratch. Like, dude, 
like, we're dying laughing. Like, I'll wake up with, like, 50 texts of just Tiger King memes and, like, <laughs> people saying, ha-ha. And it's, and I'm not even amazing. sick of it. I would watch the whole thing again and, like, start to finish. It's so funny. Damn, that's, uh, I mean, it's it's my next on my list. Right now, I've sort of, I started binging to get prepared for uh, the uh, third season, Ozark. So Ooh, I'm about like, Ozark. It, it, it's pretty good, man. It's not usually my cup of tea either, especially because like, I feel like Breaking Bad kind of like stole the show in that sort of, that genre, that style of like TV show, like, you know, guy gets in bad with the drugs, uh, the drug uh, game. It's like and gritty, to, like, right? Pretty yeah, it's show. pretty. Um, basically, the premise is like Jason Bateman's character is a money launderer, and his partner in the very first episode steals from their big boss, gets off, and the cartel owner, uh, you know, boss gives him like one last chance. So he's got to launder like five million in or eight million in six months down in the Ozarks. This is like his last chance at redemption, and uh, can he do it? You know, it's like that's kind of like the premise. Can he do this? Can he save his family? And they all just get in so deep, and especially where I'm at in the third season, it's a, it's a pretty wild ride. I highly recommend that. Nice. But I'll I mean, check I'm out. actually like, what are, what are everyone's like top top Netflix sort of shows since we opened that up? Unless Andrew, what did you want to say real quick? My bad. I was gonna say that I started watching Brooklyn Nine Nine because I oh, how is that? heard a lot of people like it, and it was made by the same guy that made Parks and Rec, Michael Shore. And I'm like halfway through season two, and so far it's pretty good. Like. I wouldn't say it's like at all as good as The Office, but it's definitely funny and it's definitely solid. What, what is it? Like it's like a sitcom or like a sketch show? Or? It's, it's literally the exact same thing as... It's the same thing as Parks and, Rec's, Parks and Rec and The Office, except there's no interviews. But it's still filmed the same way, but there's no interviews. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's Andy Samberg, but, right? Yeah, Andy Samberg, Terry Crews. It's all pretty, it's all pretty good. All right, I, I, that is on my list of things to check that's, out. I, this, um, that's one of those shows. I'm not I, like I wouldn't. I mean, obviously, I'm not done with it, but I wouldn't say that it's one of those shows that you need to be like, all right, I need to sit down and watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. But if like you're in bed and you're like, I'm about I'm about to go to sleep and want to put on something like good, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Okay, I've been kind of my comedy has been Dave, little Dicky show. Oh no! Right, I need to check. I still need to check that out. Dude, <laughs> oh no! Not gonna lie, you sound like my roommate. <laughs> Just. This is nothing against the guy personally, but something about Lil Dicky, I just can't like. And I'm gonna be no, straight up. I think I think half of it is his fan base when he first came out was way like, because I love hip hop and I listen to a lot of rap and hip hop, and it killed me. People were saying like Lil Dicky, uh, best rapper of the decade. Best right, rap album like I've changing heard the rap in so game. long. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. this is rap for people that don't listen to rap, which is fine. It's fine to like it. But if you're like, oh, Lil Dicky's the man, like, I'm sick of all this gangster, like, you don't have to rap about drugs and hoes and stuff. It's like, okay, that's so, like, reductive of the genre to just be like, it's all about hoes. It's like, yeah. so if you, like, if you like Lil Dicky, that's fine. But I just think it's like a, it's almost like Weird Al. Like if you were like a Weird yeah, Al's 100%. album is the best album of the year, and I was like, you think Weird Al's album is better than Katy Perry's? And you were like, yes. I would be like, okay, then I don't want to talk to you about music. But yeah, if you yeah. like Lil Dicky, that's fine. But I think mm-hmm. it just that rubbed me the wrong way. Like right. so many it's people like, I know. It's- it's like set your priorities, bro. Like I like look, I love Lil Dicky. I think he's hilarious. I think he's like not a bad rapper, but I also recognize that like part of his appeal is that like he's doing something different and that doesn't make you better. It just means right. you're different. And that's And fine. it's like meant to be and a joke. Like, exactly, yeah. And he like says that that he's like funny and he tries to do other stuff, but like he found his thing, you know, being funny and like rapping and like it works for him and that's great. But like I also agree with you that people that are like Dick, little Dicky's changing the rap game. I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> but he's got some catchy. I mean, shit. that's fine to say if you literally have never listened to hip hop before or rap. See, that's but. the thing. I don't listen to much. Listen, rap I don't hip-hop. know a lot about hip hop or rap, but I do uh, love the Eminem album Marshall Mathers LP two. That was like the first rap album I ever like really got into. I'm like super selective when it comes to rap and hip hop. Like th- we did a top ten uh, albums of uh, 
last decade podcast, which is never going to come out, but we still did it, Andrew and I. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I had I had almost four, I think four of my albums on that were, were like hip hop rap records, but I don't mm-hmm. listen to much rap. So, so I'm like super selective and super picky. So I feel like I can totally see what you're saying. Because like to me, but like I kind of like Little Dicky's personality more than his music, to be honest. And that's why I think his show is so good. Because he, I think he was like, he feels like an actor who got his acting career started by being like an internet joke rapper acting in his music videos. Oh, definitely. See, so. I'm. this is maybe an unpopular opinion, but I really don't like anyone that works with Chris Brown. Like to me, that's, I just have a hard time like with that too. Mm-hmm. So when he did that, I was like, cause it's, I mean, like people can have their opinions on whether or not you should cancel people, I guess. But yeah, it right. seems like of all the people we should cancel, Chris Brown is like in the top five. Yeah, maybe. I was just as as talking about goes, that with yeah. somebody. I was like, "How did he? Like he he was like lucky is the wrong word, but like it happened before the, like the Me Too stuff. And like right. if he if if that had happened like a few years later, he would have he would have been done. Yeah, but it was like before all that stuff started happening, people were just like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that happened." And then they were just like, "Oh, he put out a new album and it's really good. So like, I guess it's okay." It seemed like he was doing like a career like whitewashing. Like, all right, I'm gonna go do this little dicky song and I'll like acknowledge my questionable past in the lyrics, but as like a joke and not be specific yeah. so that people can like laugh about the fact that I beat Rihanna up. Yeah. It's exactly. like that's not that funny to me, I guess. No, I mean, dude, I, I agree with you hundred percent about that. He uh yeah, I don't I don't support his music or anything. I've never that, not that that's my cup of tea anyways, but like once I heard that, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. stay away Plus from that, like, listening to not this." Not even, not even that this really matters. But I, in my opinion, as a little Dicky fan, "Freaky Friday" is one of his worst songs. Yeah, I mean, That's it's him. like it's it's made for the YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like it's obviously like, all right, let's get a famous person and I'll switch bodies with them, and then we'll act and get all the celebrities and stuff. But I hear right. that song out in public, like at bars and stuff like that, all the time. Like it's actually, yeah. it's like a I mean, big it's song. popular. It's like not it's not thrift shop, but it's like in that universe yeah. of like joke yeah, rap well, songs that are huge. Mm-hmm. That's surprising. I guess I just don't go out like when I go out, it's like going to Andrews to play a board game. Nice. I mean, yeah. that's what I would rather be doing, but yeah. You know. so, so, anyway, your question before all this was top Netflix shows that we've ever watched. True. Sure. So this is Netflix original content. I, I would say so, yeah. I'm actually no, you know what? Let's, I guess, let's like, open it up a little. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Things but. you watched on Netflix first, so don't say Friends or The Office, but like, okay. you know, sleeper hits maybe. Like Black Mirror didn't air in the U.S. on TV, so right, or like Peaky right. Blinders. Yeah, like stuff like that. Yeah, okay. I feel I think, that. Hmm. I would say the thing I binged the fastest was you. I watched pretty good. I watched season one in two days, and then season two I watched in one sitting. Damn. Which I never. I'll do maybe two or three episodes of something in a row, but I just wanted to know what's going to happen, like so badly that I straight up the day that season two came out, I flew through it. Yeah, I watched it in like three or four days, probably both of the seasons. So, it, it dude, it's a good one. Penn Badgley knows what he's doing in that as that character. And it's crazy too to because the writing is way better Netflix. than, like, because I started rewatching it with Sue Ann, but then she was like, "This is too scary," so I was like, "That's fine." But the, once you know what's gonna happen, <laughs> Sue Ann. like, once you already know what's gonna happen, you still can watch it and like you pick up on a lot of the foreshadowing and a lot of the like hints and stuff like that, and just like complex parts of the story. Like they really mm-hmm. told a lot of story in a short season, and it doesn't feel rushed. Okay. I I'm agree. Have to give and it a chance then. On top of that, though, I kind of have been working into like my Xbox group chat, like saying "old sport," and that's because of that character who would always be like, uh, uh, "I forget his name." Uh, Come on, old sport, let's go down to yeah, the, uh, 40. whatever. Yeah, 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 forty. And uh, I thought it was great. I love that. It's such a funny thing to say. I forgot that that yeah. existed. I was yeah, gonna watch one. you, and then I watched like the first two-thirds of the trailer and i was like i feel like i just watched the entire show in this trailer and netflix always does that with their trailers and it really bothers me yeah I think well there's a lot of competition surprised. within netflix itself so 
Yeah. Well, it's because like I watched this one anime that was a Netflix original, Devil Man Crybaby, which I highly recommend. Ten episodes. It will blow your mind. And it's visually just incredible looking. But I watched the whole thing without knowing anything about it. I just saw it was on Netflix, and I had heard of Devil Man originally. I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to watch this. Watched all the episodes, blew my mind. Watched the trailer afterwards, and I was like, yo, they're giving away so much good shit in this trailer. Like, why would they do that? It's so annoying. And it just bothers me so much, and I try not to watch trailers now. But, like, I saw too much of the U trailer, and I was like, I feel like I already saw all this show now, and I'm just kind of annoyed by it. I think you'd be surprised if you give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, I mean especially now that there's two seasons. Yeah. And Dude, just, it's like an onion, man. There's layers good. to that show. You what just else? Gotta, you just got to peel it back. For me, I mean, my, like my favorite like Netflix original is a show called Flaked, which is Will Arnett's sort of like passion project that he, he co-wrote and uh, I think like produced it and stuff. And he acts as like the lead in it. And it kind of got me like to go back and be like, damn, this dude's like a pretty talented actor. It, it got canceled. It only had a two season run. It got completely scummed, but like all those actors, all those characters, that story, it's it's incredible. Basically, Will Arnett plays this guy called Chip, who was, he's like, he killed someone as a drunk driver, and so he moved to Venice Beach, and his Uh-oh. wife went on to become like, uh, yeah, his wife went on to become like a huge famous actress, and so she ditched him, even though he was like there for her all the time, and she's like, I just can't, ha- you're bad PR, and so then he like opens up a stool shop. And, and that business is failing and he's just trying to like get by and get his life together. But he's like the mayor of Venice Beach. Like people, regardless of all of his flaws, people still love him. And it's like a dramedy. So it's like got drama and comedy, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like uh, it's, it's a pretty it's a pretty great watch. It's, it's I think it's one of a kind, honestly. And I, I really enjoy it for what it is. OK, what about this question? What is a show that everybody loves that you tried to get into and you just think is so bad and you don't get why anyone likes it. I got it. I got it immediately. All right. I haven't seen the last two episodes, but I cannot. I've tried. It's taken me so long to get through it. The Mandalorian. I think it's the worst thing I've ever seen. It's so poorly written, (laughs) poorly acted. Everything about it is pretty much awful. And me and my roommate are both on the same page and everyone else on earth is like, I don't know what you mean. It's like the greatest thing I've ever seen. I'll like, say this much. Absolute the first shit. episode, the first episode, I watched it and I was like, you know what? Everyone's geeking out about this, but it feels low budget because he's just like in the desert by himself yes. with one speeder. There's not like big scale. There's no crowds of people. And then I gave it a chance and I just got invested in Baby Yoda making it. But the episode, <laughs> the episode where they're on the jail ship and Bill Burr's on it with like those devil people sucked i hated that episode thank you it It felt like it felt like a 2002 like did you ever watch bible man growing up yes oh my god dude yes dude it was like a bible man episode like the characters were just like i'm evil i'm satanic like i have horns like i'm so cringy let me lick my teeth like and then it was like i'm the girl and i met the mandalorian before yeah, I also didn't like The Mandalorian, to be honest with you. Um, I did like I haven't, I haven't watched it. the last two episodes, though, which I've heard are good. But I just, I just, every episode, we have to pause, like, every five minutes and be like, wait, you just saw that, right? That was just absolutely terrible. Like, I could think, I could talk all yeah. day about I mean, how much it's I don't good. like The Mandalorian. <laughs> I think it's good, but I think the problem with it is that there has been so much bad Star Wars stuff lately that just something passable... And, like, digestible seems so much better than it really is. Like, watching the new trilogy and then watching The Mandalorian, like, The Mandalorian at least is, like, got a story you can follow. And it has, like, a clear main character and stuff like that, which people like in general. So, you know, it's about the guy trying to help Baby Yoda. Like, I couldn't even, I can't even tell you what the new Star Wars trilogy is really about. Because it has so much of the old characters, like, trying to... It's like a reboot and a sequel at the same time, and it's not like it doesn't do a good job right. of either to me. So basically, have you watched yeah. the new Clone Wars season, the final season of Clone Wars? Not yet, bro. That is how how you feel about the Mandalorian is how I feel about Clone Wars. Except it restored my faith in 
Star Wars as a property to the point where like I'm reading like honestly I've I've only been really watching Ozark. I've been reading like comics mm-hmm. and shit and like all these new like Marvel kind of comics. Like there's this run called Doctor Afra and then like the Darth Vader run. Like it's gotten me to like go back and like nerd out about Star Wars like I used to before Disney ruined it. So huh. I think you're gonna be if you liked the Mandalorian but you realize like there are some episodes of it that aren't great but it's like the best Star Wars we've gotten in a while. I th- I'm right. curious to see what you think about this Clone Wars season because it is brilliant, dude. See, I thought Rogue One was overrated too. Okay, like people were like, "Oh, Rogue One is like the only good." I mean, it's fine. I just didn't think it was a story that even needed to be told at this point. But okay, so for shows I that, that everyone about loves, Solo, yeah, that too. <laughs> that, we don't um, talk about that. Shows that everyone loves that I can't even make myself try to like. One Friends, Friends was the first of its kind and oh. it has been lapped. Hold on, wait. Not interesting. Let me ask you this. Have you seen How I Met Your Mother? Yes. And do you like How I Met Your Mother? I think How I Met Your Mother is kind of similar to Friends, but they do tra- like trick you into watching the whole thing because you want to see who the mom is. Yeah, that is true. Um, if there was no mom, I would have ditched that show way sooner. Mm-hmm. How Mother was I one of those remember... things that I really loved before I... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Drew. <laughs> We're so delayed. <laughs> um, I it was saying that when I tried to watch How I Met yeah. Your Mother after already watching all of Friends, I was like, I've seen this episode of How I Met Your Mother before in Friends like 40 times. So I was wondering if because you watched right. How I Met Your Mother first that you were like, well, I've seen all this already. And that, because that's how I felt, and that's why I couldn't get into How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, How I Met Your Mother went down a peg when I went back and watched Friends and realized, like, wow, this is this feels like they borrowed something without asking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure is what happened with Friends and Cheers. Like, I'm sure if you go back and watch Cheers, you're like, this is the same show too. But I haven't watched Cheers. So the I other one yeah. for me is Arrested Development. Damn, all right, you're missing out, man. It's too stupid. I haven't, like, I've, I've watched a couple know. episodes and I've, I thought it was pretty good, but I haven't actually, like, tried to watch the whole thing. But my roommate, my, all of my roommates love it. I'm not crazy about it, but I definitely think it's worth the watch. I don't know. To me, it seems like these days sitcoms are just, like, so passable. Like, I could just not watch any sitcom ever again and be fine because there's so much quality, like, more compelling stuff with, like, more of a story driven aspect like a sitcom is fine think about picture the scene it's 1997 you have to watch tv live you're doing the dishes you can throw on friends do the dishes at the same time and then you know when that's over you can watch uh the sopranos at 10 right right Amazing night of television. You did the dishes while you watched Friends. Okay, you miss a couple lines here and there. You're fine. Now, the invention of the pause button, streaming, who needs mindless filler? I can listen to, I can watch anything I want at any point. I'm not going to, like, there are people I know that have watched Friends over and over and over and over again, six, seven times all the way through. <laughs> Point, it points at Andrew. That's unclear. Learn a trade. You could be a professional welder. You could be, I, you know... I know someone who became a professional welder while I was watching Friends. Point in case. Right. And who's making more money, <laughs> him or you? Um, I mean, I don't know. Probably him. Actually, it has to be him because <laughs> I make no money. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm so right saying. there with you. I mean, hey, but I have Friends way more fun. It's fun. But... <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I'll just say, I'll end my friends rant there. It's it's fine. I don't think I don't think in the year 2020 there's much value in going back and starting a show like that from well, zero. Personally, although on, on top of that sitcom thing, I feel like I feel that way about like all the new sitcoms. Like I haven't seen a lot of any any of them now. But like when I was living with my parents and they had like the TV on or stuff, and I saw commercials for like the new sitcoms, I was like, how the hell does anyone want? Oh, to they watch look horrible. Any of this shit. They all look so bad. Like, Big Bang Theory, I didn't even think was really, like, that good. And that was, like, the last, like, successful one. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, everything that's now on TV, I feel like it's so bad. So I totally understand Oh, yeah. That. Like, I'm not and, watching and I'm sure, Blackish or yeah, no, fuck whatever. That. 
I'm so I'm not like, watching that. Big Bang they had Theory, some weird show. They had some weird show where like Joel McHale was Even like the head the of a startup now, but... tech company in an office with three young people, and I was like, this just looks like someone was drunk and was like, what if we put Joel McHale in a room with kids? And everyone's like, yeah, good idea. People like Joel McHale. Yeah, right. And I don't think people like Joe McHale that much. So I, can't I think imagine NBC Thursdays, NBC Thursdays when we were in like high school were the probably prime sitcom because you had 30 Rock, you had The Office, you had Parks and Rec, and you had Community all on the same network in Damn. like basically a four, five year, seven year span with all four of those shows that I think will go down. Like people are going to look back at that and be like, that was when sitcoms peaked and jumped the shark and no one's doing it like that anymore. Well, community's about, about to have a whole Seinfeld. I haven't really done Seinfeld. I know it was like very revolutionary with the whole like the plot is just resets every episode. Like they don't run together at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure it's funny, but like, I don't know. Cause everyone, I feel like Tiger King. I feel, <laughs> well, that's not very fair. Uh, everybody's always talking about how like NBC had that block too, like right before the block that you were just talking about, like it was like you tune on and be like, Oh, watch friends. And then right up after that is Seinfeld. And then like, there was probably another one after that. And I'm like, I mean, that's pretty okay. You're going to have to pause right and too. say that again. Yeah. We're going to have to, you went full pause. robot. <laughs> Um, I was saying before that block right, of shows that you just said, like, how about now? Am I good now? Yeah. Okay. Before, like a few years before that block that you just mentioned, they had the other block that was a show I can't remember, but also Seinfeld and Friends. So, like, NBC just had the prime sitcoms, it seems. Yeah. Oh, they had, like, a 10-year, 20-year run of, like, the best sitcoms i think scrubs was and on. cbs the only thing they didn't have was the king of right? queens if you ask me <laughs> i mean scrubs i never really watched but i don't know i just think there's only so I many things scrubs. you can do with that format of show that's like, true can i can i date they bring you, um my sort of sitcom that i always wanted to write yeah go for it well first off my uh my my show that i can't get into is new girl and i really don't think we need to like unpack that too much it's just the show sucks. I can't do it. Everyone seems to love it. It's Not for, for girls that used to have a Tumblr. Right, but I feel like like a lot of dudes watch Damn, that show that's too, so and like accurate. they'll tell me like, "Bro, you got to give it a chance." And I'm like, "I mean, dude, I've I tried. Can't, can't do it." I mean, really Alexandra Diodario is in that, right? No, she might be the world's only twelve out of ten. Is she in? That? Yeah, she is. is. She in the new one? I don't know. I stopped watching after like the first three seasons or something. She's in. Uh, new girl, yeah, season three and four. She's she, Michelle. She's beautiful. Though. So before we before we get out of here, um, I, I'll I'll leave us with this. All right. So this is this is my sitcom. It's called it's called Food Trucking, and it's about like the pitfalls and the emotional ride of what owning a food truck in New York City would be, and just sort I love of it. just sort of getting by and you know that that's and it's it's such an easy set to build because it's literally just a food truck. And I'm so in. It's like an ensemble cast of like five Isn't people. Isn't this a John Favreau movie? And you know they're just like, what? Isn't oh no, that a John Favreau. Movie? Oh no, we're losing you, Andrew. We may have to wrap this one up. The connection seems to be uh, chopping out there. But it's unfortunate. It seems so, fine for me. Well, you know, hey man, we're we're trying to get by. It's it's the it's the fear in the airwaves that's sort of like clogging it up. <laughs> I'm worse well, who's, your, who's your lead in this? Who's your lead actor or actress? My lead, I think it's going to be an actor because I, I kind of, you know, you got to write what you know, and I only know what I am. And I just, I think, so basically he's like probably Minus like, five woke points right there. I know. But hey, man, it's got to be genuine. It's got to be good. And it's a very diverse cast. Um, Can so, I be in your show? There's a white guy. There's a black guy. There's an Indian guy. Yeah, exactly. There's a girl. An Italian guy. There's a black girl. Exactly. There's a girl you want to hook up with. Yes. 100%. Basically, he's just like some 28-year-old dude who like, you know, like Arby's just like always had the meats and knew what to do with it. And like his family like wanted him to take over. Like, you know, like in New York City, they have those like hole-in-the-wall hardware stores. Yeah. But like he wanted to do something different, you know, something that could make an impact in people's lives. 
So for him, it was like start a food truck. But it's like the first food truck that like does it all. Like oh, anything okay. you want, they'll make it for you on the spot. And that's so like he, his shtick. Well, it should be some kind of thing that he's got to educate the market on. Like everyone's down with like an arepa truck or like a barbecue truck. Mm-hmm. But it needs to be something that like people don't really do and so he's like struggling to even convince people that it's a viable idea i like that like mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. oh we do like 37 different kinds of like whatever it is like a food that you rarely eat so like soft pretzels mm-hmm. like we have 47 different soft pretzels <laughs> that's pretty good and like, I like that. can i just get a normal one and they're like Normal is boring, dude. Look at the menu. So we have sea salt and oregano. That's the normalist one. Is that okay? <laughs> here's how I was thinking of ending this show. Basically, he goes on Shark Tank in the last episode of the first season. And he's like, like you know, like the whole first season, he's like figuring out like what he wants to do with his business. And so like he, mm-hmm. he crafts this like amazing business. And then like he goes on Shark Tank and like you don't see what happens until the start of season two. But then you realize that like they bought his business, but they wanted nothing to do with him. So then it doesn't even, Ooh. it's not even a show about the food truck anymore. It's just about the character and like watching him rebuild. I like that. You know, the food, like the, the truck is just the plot device. And now I have to paint in all the rest and probably cut this out. Cause if you guys think it is good, I don't want someone stealing it, but now nah, I'll leave well, it. Well, Hey, it's not the idea. <laughs> it's the execution. Isn't this a, True. isn't this a John Favreau movie already? Is it? I don't know. That movie chef. Never seen it. I didn't see it. I've seen the show. on Netflix about he, cooking he, called chef show. No, he's got a movie John called Favreau. Chef where he runs a food truck and Sofia Vergara's his wife. Do you know That's Chef? All I know about it. Do you know Chef Show though? No. So John Favreau that... did that movie. Yeah. And then he had to take cooking classes. So then he made a cooking show where he keeps trying to learn about cooking and like then he teaches actors and like celebrities. Oh, that's when Gwyneth Paltrow was on there and she forgot that they were in Spider-Man. Oh, I haven't seen that episode cuz I don't like I've it. only seen I've only seen that clip. Where she was like, no, that was for Iron Man. He's like, no, that was for Spider-Man. And she's like, what are you talking about? I wasn't in Spider-Man. And he's like, yes, you were. <laughs> wow. That's I'm like, amazing. wow, what a problem to have. You can't remember every movie you're in. That must be nice. Yeah, I've never <laughs> been in a movie, so. Adam, you know yeah. what else has been nice, man? You, you joining us today on this podcast, dude. Dude, anytime. Mm-hmm. Thanks for uh, I have a StreamYard, so I know how to do this thing. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, there you go. Shout out to StreamYard. Well, well, welcome to the yard. You're, come on in. StreamYard. <laughs> it's perfect. Bring I imagine that's like dude, the, the slogan. Come following. Like some some Southern dude just wanted to like you know talk to his his, his kin in New York, so he invented StreamYard. And uh, Gosh, meet me in the yard, bro. <laughs> But uh, no, nah, seriously, funny. Adam. So before we let you go here, um, anything you want to plug? Anything you want people to know? I mean, I know we because we kind of already did like the whole like who are you and what defines you as an artist episode. Yeah, you know. I don't know. So, I don't yeah. got to plug nothing. I didn't need any <laughs> Tiger King or anything. You want everyone so to watch Tiger King? Oh, if you haven't seen Tiger King by the end of this quarantine, honestly, what are you even doing? Like, what are you doing with your life and your time? Because you you have nothing to do. Literally, everyone's bored to death. Tiger King is in the top. There are moments in that show that are probably the top five Netflix moments that you could even find on the whole catalog. Damn. And if you're not watching it at this point, I don't think I could oversell it. Like, people told me it's the best thing they've ever seen on Netflix by far. And I was like, I hope you're not overselling this. And they're like, I'm not. And they weren't. No, the hype is real. You couldn't overhype it if you tried. Because it's more strange and better than you could ever imagine. So, okay. Stream Tiger King on Netflix. Um, hopefully, they make a season two. Stream Tiger King on Netflix, and you know what? I'll also say stream some Nightwind's music on Spotify, just because that shit's fire. So, thank you for yeah, sure. Yeah, no problem. Well, this was fun, guys. We made it work. Thank you to Streamyard, not sponsored. We just love them so much. And uh, yeah, send me your guys' audio, and we'll we'll bounce this shit out, and we'll get it going. But for all you guys listening out there, stay safe, stay indoors. Wash your damn hands. Thank you. Have a good night. Peace. Peace. Complication. Yeah, we've got enough of that for the both of us. It's taking over us. And if it takes time, well, I'm running out of that. 
love behind your eyes If there's something I can do to make you right Cause the one could never be somebody else So I'll follow while you're searching for yourself I get lost in the city And I can't find 